You're listening to State of the Grind. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to our next episode of State in the Grind. With me always is my partner, uh, business partner, Kyle Anderson. What's going on, everybody? And today we have the honor of having as our guests uh, Joe and Heather Giuliani. Now, let's see if we can get everything in here that y'all do. Uh, Joe Did you is, say y'all? I said y'all. Where yeah. are you from? Texas? I, spoke, I, 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 I speak okay. more. I have the accent more after like I talked to my, my friend in Dallas. And so we, we talked on the way over here. And, or some barbecue and yeah, beer. Well, I got to do that myself. Okay. But yeah. That's um, the one thing that always rolls off the tongue and everybody goes, wait a second. Wait, what? You're yeah. not from here. I can talk. About <laughs> I, can, I can make it happen if we need to. So we have uh, uh, Joe and Heather Giuliani. Now, Joe, you have, do you own Chaps? I do not own chaps. Okay. I do not own chaps. They're I don't the own chaps. He's, also... he's not allowed to speak of the chaps that he owns. I do have a very large belt buckle. Okay. And because I'm short, it looks even larger on me. But yeah, I do have a nice belt buckle. I've been to the rodeo. Um, I can cook barbecue and I drink Lone Star. So here Perfect. we go. Um, all right. Uh, Joe is a broker associate at Arbor Real Estate in Newport Beach. Joe and his wife also uh, have a company called PLB Coffee, which we'll talk about. And a new, would we call it like a nutrition company or or, or like a lifestyle? Lifestyle. lifestyle. Like a phase for life. Phase for life. journey, not a diet. Okay, so life's a journey, not a diet. So why don't we start with that? So one of the reasons why we want to have you both on here is like every time uh, we speak over the phone, we talk about real estate for like two seconds and title stuff, and then we get into like some deep philosophical conversation about life or picking up the phone. So if I could, I'm going to start off. Um, I, I'm going to start off with a story that I'll I'll, I'll be very brief. Um, Joe had asked me for a property profile or something a while back and uh, or a question and I just responded to uh, to you in a text and I said here's the info and for most people up until that point like that would have been wow that's scarred you. that would have been a, it changed the way I communicate okay. with everybody and so you know one of the reasons why we love working with Joe and Heather is uh, you know your your quest to help people lead a, a fulfilled life Mm -hmm. and, and be and, and probably beyond that is like be your best self mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so Joe like it wasn't that I got him the information it's that it was the way I communicated back so Joe picks up the phone and we have this almost like a father-son moment of the way I responded back and how we need to communicate better and it was just as simple as you know adding a greeting to the text and not being like trashy with the language in the text and so you know, that has stood by with friends, family, and work that, you know, we, hello, Joe, here's your information. Hey, Kyle, good morning. And then I'm like, list off a bunch of stuff for Kyle to do. But it's always, it's that one little piece of, of how you live your life about helping people be their best self. So can you, can you tell me a little bit about like what, like when did that it's happen for simple, you? simple, brother. It's, as Heather knows, I actually have a personalized license plate, okay? It's Proverbs 2717, okay, which means as iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. So whether it's it's um, everything that we talk about, we say it with a loving heart. But as iron sharpens iron, there's a chance that somebody is going to get cut. Somebody is going to bleed. Somebody is going to get hurt. But they know from this side over here, as iron sharpens iron, that it comes from a loving heart. So as much as I said what I said to you, it came from a loving heart because I want to see you be your best you because someone may not take it in the same text or con what's the word? Connotation? Is that the word? Context. Yeah, context. context. Yeah. Of, of how you delivered it. 
So I'm always on the quest to sharpen someone's iron as someone sharpens my iron, iron to make me better. And I'm always looking for that. And I just had a gentleman the other day say something to me that he was like, hey, you brought something up to my attention. Now I'm bringing something up to your attention. And I said, bro, bring it. And he goes, don't be offended by it. I go, I can't be offended. It can only make me better. What is it? I go, is it coming from a loving heart? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. So he told me and I went, perfect. Thank you. Now I get to move on. He goes, you're not like upset at all. And I'm like, no, dude, not at all. You just sharpened my iron. I'm ready to go. Now I get to take on the world again. And that's why Heather and I both do what we do is we just give. We give from a heart. And um, that's why we have, you know, you want to talk about the nutrition company. Well, speaking of giving from the heart, every day I wake up and I see you guys are already awake and even better, you have a quote for the day. Now, this is a little bit different than just a normal quote. This is something that you guys come up with, right? Well, for the most part, I get up at 5, 530. Yep. And I take off and I go for a walk with our dog, Sammy. And I put on worship music or I put on motivational speaking. I just hold on to it and I just take off. My wife is amazing. She gets up, she makes breakfast, she prepares our nutrition for the day so that we can be the best we can be. And she may come up with something and text me, right? Mm -hmm. And, or I just may get this epiphany of something and then all of a sudden I just start firing away just like I did today. I heard something, I went, the world needs to hear this. This is, this is good stuff and they can share it. Each one teach one. I don't know if you know where that came from, but it came from the early 1900s of the slavery days and when the slaves were um, were being slaves, the whole goal was because, because they were trying to keep them down, they had to teach each other something every single day because that was the only way they could communicate. So each one teach one to me is important in today's day and in the future. Like everybody should be teaching somebody something somehow, some way, because just as society goes, there's so much negativity to get beaten down that I feel, Heather feels, that our purpose in life is to lift people up every single day. Now, do we struggle? Yeah, constantly. We constantly struggle, but where two or more are gathered, God's present. And so that's, that's where our purpose filled together just explodes. Do you find it difficult? Um, you know, I, I know you listen to Gary Vaynerchuk sometimes, mm -hmm. so, so do we. Mm -hmm. um, you know, one of the reasons that I'm attracted to him and one of the reasons why we love working with you is, is that ability to have, you know, to speak from the heart. And, you know, one of the things that I always think that is probably difficult is, and maybe I'm wrong, like we live in such a world that, you know, criticism in any kind, even helpful, is just not really widely accepted as it used to be. I mean, I remember, you know, growing up, if we did something, if I was playing at a friend's house and we did something wrong, that parent took it upon themselves to correct the behavior. Whereas nowadays to give with in love with a giving heart, it, it, it's got to be, you know, difficult to, to pass that positive criticism along. Do you find that? Uh, in text messages, in emails. Absolutely. That's why I do so many videos because I want people to see my passion and Heather's passion for what we do together because so many people get lost in the text message or the email that it just it can blow things up so that's why I go old school if, if I got an issue with somebody like I you know like 
you sent a text, so I picked up the phone and called you. Because if I would have tried to fire away in a text, you may not have. Well, I would have pulled up my own context from the text. Exactly. As opposed to that. Exactly. And so I wanted you to hear my passion. Hey, I love you. I want you to be the best you. So let's just let's just roll with it. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So let's just roll with it. Let's. I want you to hear where I'm coming from. I want you to feel my passion for helping you. And I want you to know that that's all I want. What's so, what's so smart there's this, um, there's a Key and Peele skit where they go back and forth with text messages. There's a lot. Uh, Key and Peele was a show on Comedy Central. I'll send you, I'll send like you. Like killing them with kindness? Yeah, kind of well, like one, on. guy, one guy is sending a text like, hey, do you want to get a beer? And the one guy's like, oh, he's so sweet. What a thoughtful guy. And the other person on the other end of the text message is taking the text completely like 180 and you see these two guys like getting this have a completely different reaction to the same thing because right. the context isn't right. there you know it's even interesting even in some of the videos that i do like for instance i did a video i was in the canyon and i took a picture of the canyon showed my dog walking and the whole thing and i put this like you said a quote yep. or something something that was something, right. that, something that was on my mind and the first comment to come up why is your dog off a leash that's illegal <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I just said, I just said, oh my God, look at God's creation and how beautiful it is. And all you can see in that message is my dog's off the leash and it's illegal. And he got hammered on by everybody else because I never retaliate. I just let, I just let you the masses. You let your community retaliate. I just, let, I just let the masses just go to town on them. And it's just funny how people can just look at things, but I stand back a sec. And honestly, I do. I stand back and I go, I'm going to pray for that person even though I don't even know who they are because they are hurting inside. And someone needs to reach out to that person immediately because they're hurting. Because no one in their right mind would see that over this, you know, over, over the sunrise, this. Yeah, the sunrise, right. absolutely. the beauty right. of the absolutely. morning. Absolutely. So let me ask you this. So we'll get back to some of these other things real quick, but, but from a business perspective, you, you mentioned the video, you mentioned like the voice calls. How are you using video to build and send your message across all these platforms that you have, whether it's real estate, coffee, um, you know, the lifestyle company, how do you see that as a, a force and factor in your business? I want people to see that even though we own four different businesses, four different companies, corporations, LLCs. We're up at five. We're not bed until 10, 11 o'clock at night. We're doing it over and over and over seven days a week. I want them to see that we still have time to give back. We still have time to make a difference. We still make time to give. So many people go, well, I don't have the money. And I'm like, it's not about the money. It's about just giving your time. Your time is your most valuable asset you could give. If you gave 15 minutes with a child, that's worth that's worth a million dollars in knowledge to that child. If you give them 10 minutes of your time or you donate your time, and I'm not talking like one one time a year at a soup kitchen for two hours. That's just, you. sometimes you feel obligated. And I see people that, that do that all the time. It's more of an obligation. I feel like I... No, grab a mitt and get in the game is what I always say. Hmm. As much as you possibly can. Grab that mitt, get in the game, make it happen. Everybody's got time. We sit down and we talk and you know, you, you talk to hundreds of people. I talk to hundreds of people every single month. And they go, have you watched that series of whatever? 
Californication. I don't even know why I pulled that up, but that's just <laughs> one that came to my head. And, and, and it's like, oh yeah, I binge watched for like seven hours. And I'm thinking, seven hours of binge watching? Do you know what you could have done with that seven hours? Just, how about this? Binge watch for five and donate your time for two. That's all. You can still binge watch and then make up that other two sometime, some other time. And I go, how much time have you ever given back to your community or given back to society? Oh, I ain't got time for that. Bro, you just told me you did like 36 hours of binge watching over the last year. And you don't have two hours someplace once a month or one hour, just one hour. How about 15 minutes, right? So that's what I want people to see what Heather and I are all about is, you know, like a quote I think we put on today was, life isn't just about making money, it's about making a difference. Because at the end of the day, we all die. That's it. You can't take your Louis Vuitton. You can't take your Christian Louboutins. You can't take your uh, Bugatti. You can't take any of that. And no one at your funeral is going to go, Kyle had the baddest watch I'd ever seen. They're never going to say that. They're going to talk about the things that he did and the things that he made a difference. When people talk at a eulogy, they're going to talk about the person, right. their heart. They're not going to talk about their their uh, their Breitling watch. I like the quote, like there's two dates on the tombstone, but the only thing that matters is the dash in between. That's right. Absolutely. Um, so PLB Coffee, giving giving back to the community in, in all kinds of ways. Um, what I'm going to let the CEO okay. and founder talk about that. <laughs> so P, what does PLB stand for? PLB stands for Precious Little Bean. And how did we come up with that? We started the coffee from a church women's group that I was attending and Joe was asked to volunteer at. And he got placed in the coffee station with a barista and they were just talking over three days and came up with a concept for coffee. We kind of been on a quest to find great coffee even before this. And with that, a, like a business plan was born. And our biggest thing was we wanted to be able to have an avenue to be able to give back. And children were our first primary thing that we wanted to give back to. So Precious Little Bean is um, in our logo, it's the P, the L, and the B is a side profile of a pregnant woman with a bean in her belly. So the precious little bean is a baby or a precious little bean, coffee bean. So we give back to mostly children's charities and military organizations. Patriotic Service Dog is one um, that we really have a heart for. They provide service dogs for military vets with, with uh, post-traumatic stress at no cost to the vet. So how does how does it work? If I where how do how does it work with the bag of coffee? So every time someone purchases a bag of coffee, we take the profits from that bag of coffee and we donate it to a charity. So every single quarter we take what we've collected, what we've sold, and right now Patriotic Service Dogs is our number one foundation. They're amazing for our military vets with PTSD and the Semper Fi Fund. Because those two great organizations 93 cents of every dollar goes to one of our military vets. Okay. You have so many organizations out there to choose from. And the first thing I do is a background check and Charity go, Navigator. Yeah. And, okay. Where do you guys sit? Like, where do you actually sit on this platform? And I've seen everything from 17%, you know, going towards, the, and, and, you know, 83% is administration cost to 93. 93 is pretty And so what, what we've done is, you know, focused on them 
because and then we donate our time and our coffee to different local events. Um, we just did cars and coffee with RCC Motors in Cota de Casa mm -hmm. and Semper Fi Fund and the service dogs were there. And we donated bags of coffee that if anybody donated $20 or more, they get a free bag of coffee and, and we poured coffee for free and people were donating for that. So and then we dollar that and we dollar matched. So we were able to donate um, almost $2,000 from that day to uh -huh. the service jobs. And, service and how, many, Foundation. how many pounds a year do you, do you know? How many pounds did you sell in 2017? Uh, I want to say it was, no, I want to say it was around 9,000 pounds. Yeah. Now, because people are going to be listening to this on their drive to work in the morning, how can someone buy a bag of coffee? PLBcoffee.com. See, it's just that easy. P is not only is it delicious coffee, coffee but you're giving it to a good cause. So, so and but, but what, what, people, what people have to remember about the coffee, because this is extremely important. We roast weekly and then it's gone. We roast weekly and it's gone. And we have a special setup with a roaster in Orange on Catella. Who roasts all of our, our all of our beans for us? We have sources over. I've been personally over to El Salvador. Yeah, I was going to ask because half the time when Joe and I are on the phone, he's going to pick up coffee beans or going to drop them off. And I know right. that you take a lot of pride in well, yeah. the product that you sell in addition to the cause that you serve. So I, I can tell I can tell you this much: um, there has never been anybody who has come to one of the functions that has had one of the big chain coffees in their hand that after they grabbed our coffee, they did not throw it away. That is, we were 100% on that. They've tasted our coffee, they've taken their coffee, and they've thrown it away because they realized like what the difference is when they drink specialty coffee and they drink commercial coffee. Right. And and we talk about that all the time because they just can't compete. They just- 100%. We, we, are, we're, we have relationships with our farmers. We have relationships with our- um, our importer, he's a great friend of mine, um, of ours, I should say. Um, we also do custom labels, so when we're donating the bags for um, Patriotic Service Dog, we have their image, their logo, the dog that they're actually donating to one of the military vets. We have you know, their logo and their slogan and everything on the bag. So, so it's like white label. We'll throw up some pictures so that everybody uh -huh. gets a sense because I, I have seen that and it is really, really cool. And anybody could do it for birthday parties, Christmas, uh, Christmas gifts. They could do it for uh, birth announcements, showers, weddings. Real, real estate. We have real a, estate. a lot of real estate agents that use our um, three-ounce bags. Uh, three-ounce bags with their logo, face, whatever they want on it, slogan, so let me, number. you have all these relations from a business perspective. So that, you know, maybe we, we broaden the brush a little bit from coffee is from a business perspective. How important is it to have good relationships with your vendors and your suppliers? <laughs> and like, what does that allow you in business to do? Everything. I mean, relationships are everything. And that's one of the reasons why I spend so much, so much time on the phone. That's why I spend so much time visiting people face to face. That's one of the reasons why, um, I believe in real estate, okay? Um, I'm constantly meeting face-to-face -face with my clients and not just leaving them to an email or a text message. Like they know exactly who I am. I'll even take my phone and do a video message to them and then send it to them so they go, I don't, you know, I'll say something like, I don't want you to forget what I look like or that I'm alive. I don't want you to think that someone else is returning your text messages. It's me, okay? So it's not my team. My team is doing the back office work. Our relationship is still there for what 24 years we've been selling real estate mm -hmm. 
99% of it's all referrals. Well, and people aren't going to the company, they're going to you. Exactly. Has nothing to do with has nothing to do with the, the, the brand. Has to do with me. You're the brand. I'm the brand. Yeah. We are the brand. She's she's the backbone of the operation. She's the uh, PR and behind the scenes right. and he's the face of it. <laughs> yeah. And thank God we're doing the podcast because we wouldn't want to film this face for very long. <laughs> So no, you know, I got a face for radio, so let's just admit it. Yeah, Come on yeah. now. So, so do I, man. Um, I hear you there. So like how in the world, let's get back to the time thing. Okay. The first thing, let's not binge watch a show all day. How do you juggle marriage, community service? I know you're involved in your church. You have PLB coffee. You have phase for life. How do you manage your day to have all these balls in the air and yet be calm, cool, and collected and still not have any of them drop? I think it, from the morning, it starts with gratitude. We both do a gratitude journal. Um, and it, it just sets you in a place of gratitude and calm, starting the day being thankful for everything that you have. And, and with us, we actually share our journals with each other. So we'll write it down, and then either in the morning or at night, we'll read to each other and so many times our gratitudes overlap um you Absolutely. know how did, you know we were going to say exactly the same thing but i think just starting from a place of gratitude just you, you're doing things to help everybody else and that's a big purpose more so than just fulfilling whatever your own need is and we and we firmly believe that everything that we do is from the heart and from love and god is love so if God is for us, who dares to be against us? That's just how I wake up every single morning. It's sitting on my counter, so that's how I tack every single day. Because if I come from a place of love, I could, we can do everything together. Everything together. Like, like we're completely unstoppable. Like there's nobody that, we come from a place of, there's nobody that can keep up with us. And all the things that we're, that we're doing, all the businesses that we have are passions for us. You know, right. helping others is a passion, so. Yeah, I've, I've never, I've never once heard you talk about work. It's not getting like, a commission check or like right, I'm doing this right, for the money, right. you know, which, you know, the money will come if you're in there for right. the right reason. So right. Right. Um, I have a couple of questions. How, how long have you been married? Go for it. I know. 24. <laughs> okay. Oh, that was like a, that was like no, a no, quick little been, test right there. We've been together that long. We've been we together were, 24 we, years. Okay. We've been together 24 years. Married 14. Okay. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Um, from a from a practical perspective, how do you manage all the things that you have to do every day? Um, I'm a big scheduler. <laughs> I'm a little OCD when it comes to that, so I set a schedule of everything we have to do. I give him his schedule every day, and here's your checklist. Here's everything that we have to do, and so you do calendar checklists. everything. Calendar everything out. I pen, you know, and I'm task follow up, and um, you know. How do you keep track of the tasks? She gives them to me. What it, what happens when somebody calls you and I need to go on a listing presentation, we need 100 pounds of coffee that that, that Can requires you. you to pivot from right. your schedule? Right. So how do you handle that? Just make it happen. We we pick up the slack for each other. If he's got to go, if he was going to go pick up coffee and then he's got a listing appointment, I'm going to go take care of the coffee. He's going to do the listing appointment. We're going to just pick up for each other. So you both know exactly, you know what Heather's doing. Heather, you know what Joe's doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we, have a, we have a joint calendar on Outlook where that we can put, you know, if he's got an appointment and it'll come up on mine and I'll see it. So we know. Plus we, plus we have so many people that we know that know what we do. So it's a matter of if we're really in a pinch, 
five people are a text message away to help out and we could, because they know what we do. They know that we don't make any money with PLB. They know we don't make any money with face for life because we do it out of our heart. So anytime we need Slack picked up someplace else, someone will just, there's a half a dozen people that will just jump for us. That's one of the bonuses of cultivating relationships, yeah, right. you know, and, and not just real quick with a text message and you don't know that person. Now people want to help you. That's what I was about to say. It's all about the relationship. Exactly. You guys were just straight to the business and that's right. it. And right. no one would be willing to help you. Nobody would be willing right. to help. Nobody would be willing to help. Um, let's tell us a little about face for life. I have the cookbook. I've, used, I've cooked most. I've cooked <laughs> most. Well, no, I mean I've cooked most of the things in the recipe book that won't kill Good. me because I have a nut allergy. Okay. Um, you know, but but tell me a little bit about how that got started. I mean, so people know like the the that, context of it. That kind of got started um, two ways. I always when I would create a recipe, everybody says you should write a cookbook. You should write a recipe book. Um, and a friend approached me that's in a health and nutrition business to actually put it all in there and help his business and just get all the recipes out there. And we, we cook real food, nothing processed. The, so the recipe book is all natural ingredients, no, no processed sugar and easy stuff that you can make in 15, 20 minutes that yeah, anybody can make. It's, it's super easy. Yeah, it's not like two hours and take that Rachel yeah. Ray. Right. Three minutes, we only need 15. Boom. <laughs> By the way, like we said, this is a face for radio. We're, I'm sitting across from probably the fittest couple. I mean, but between the two of you and Dane and Kara from work, I mean, I just I feel like I need to kick it up a notch here. But um, so like the, the but but I want people to know Heather's passion to help others through nutrition right. is real. Like it's we she wrote the book so that what well, we gave away. Probably eighty percent of them. I, I know that, because we just like I just want people yeah, to understand to make money what proper nutrition is. Because do the stats. Anybody can do this. Kyle, you could do the stats. You could do the stats. Maybe David. I went to ASU. But, yeah, go do the, <laughs> go do the stats about what does our obesity look like yep. coming up in the future. They're saying that eighty percent of the population in like twenty years is going to be a diabetic. Like that's a nutty stat. I want to say it's something like that. It is just absolutely bizarro because what is happening is we're getting poisoned by all this GMO, all this um, processed food. processed food, and why? It's because big farmers are and we're and like Heather always says, shop the perimeter of the grocery shop. Shop yeah. the perimeter of the grocery. Real food has an expiration date. Exactly. So I'm going to show you a picture. We're going to post this up there. I think the biggest thing about obesity is from one of my favorite childhood movies, and that's Willy Wonka, The Chocolate Factory. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've ever seen this, but our, you know, their society's relationship with health has changed. And I don't think there's any better indicator than the character that played Augustus Gloop, who uh -huh. was supposed to be the, you know, the big kid that got stuck in the tube. Uh -huh from the 1970 movie versus the movie that came out with Johnny right, Depp. And right. I'm going to show you a picture of what childhood obesity was like then versus oh, now. Wow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You have to put that up. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. That's insane. So, right. so let's talk about something fun though. Every Friday night at the Giuliani house, the picture that you post makes me hungry. So tell Burger me about Friday. how Burger Friday got Burger started. Friday. Um, bringing together family and friends and anybody who wanted to come over and everybody always talks about, well, um, 
I can't, uh, I don't want to miss out on my burgers. I don't want to miss out on my tacos. I don't want to miss out on pasta. I don't want to miss out on pizza. I don't want to miss out on this and that. And we're like, okay, well, tell them, what, yeah. tell them what the menu looks like for the week. I know, that like, week like a typical week, we have themes like Mediterranean Monday. So we'll do the salmon from the cookbook. Um, we'll talk, do Taco Tuesday. Wednesday's kind of up in the air. Yeah. Burger Friday. Every Sunday we do um, Italian food for dinner. Which and also, which also and pancakes for breakfast, but that also makes it really easy to prepare and, and not yeah. So when you're planning for the week, you you know what you're gonna have. So you know somebody that's out all day and comes home from work and it's Tuesday. Oh, what am I gonna make for dinner? Well, you already know it's Taco Tuesday. It's super easy. And that's what we found. Like as soon as we had a plan and we stuck right. to it and stopped bringing in variety every day, we were able to stick with something. Right. Yeah. Just yeah. makes it easier, and and people think that, well, I don't have time for it, but this is what I tell people all the time. Check this out, okay? You don't have time yeah. to properly put nutrition into your system, so you go out and eat what I call fat food, which is AKA fast food, right? So then, what happens is as you age, okay, you don't have time to cook for yourself, but you make time to go see your doctor because you have high blood pressure, you have diabetes, you have uh, uh, you had a heart attack, you you have high cholesterol, but you're making all this time now to go see these doctors to get these prescriptions. If you just rolled it back a little bit and made time for your nutrition, guess what? You're not gonna have those doctor's appointments because I can honestly tell you in the 24 years we've been together, I don't have any prescriptions. And as you just found out today, I'm 53 years old. I have no ailments. Okay, no high blood pressure, no cholesterol, no diabetes, no nothing. Some of my friends, mm -hmm. they're on all sorts of yep. medications. And then when they get into their 60s, it gets worse. 70s. If they make it. Yeah, if they make it. And it's just sad. And I always tell people, I'm trying to. And someone said to me, what do you do for a living? I said, I make money. I make people money and I save people money. And they go, well, how do you save people with space for life? I go, I'm saving you prescription drugs. I'm saving you trips to the doctor. Cancer is expensive. Cancer is expensive. Right? And I'm going, this is how I'm saving you money by teaching you how to do proper nutrition so that you don't have to spend all this money later. Because do you know what the biggest cost for people over the age of 60 is? Healthcare. Think about it. Think about how much your health care is. Think about what our health care is. And Not we're healthy. Over 60. Well, and how much is it? How much of that's preventable? So, All of it. Yeah. All of it. So majority. When Courtney and I, you know, first moved in together. Let's wait one second. Here. This is good. We, we should preface this. We're, we're, we're at a gym right now. Right. We're, we're, we're at the gym. We're at right. Lifetime Fitness. And that is one unhappy kid over there. Um, and thank you, she Lifetime got, Fitness, mm -hmm. for uh, allowing us to do the uh, podcast here. Yeah. We've gotten some looks, but that's okay. <laughs> we can take them. Um, so we read this book. It's called uh, Smart Couples Finish Rich. And the first thing it talks about is values and, you know, what you value. And what my wife and my deal was like health and travel. And we kind of did an audit a couple of years ago. And we're like, we say we value these two things, but our actions and our behavior doesn't support Align. those things. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, our thing, you say you're going to spend the money now or spend the time now or later. You know, mm -hmm. our thing was like, we're going to spend the money and the time to have proper nutrition mm -hmm. instead of having to spend the money 
later on blood pressure medication. I mean, I, I was heavy. I lost 35 pounds and, and because, you know, my father died of a heart attack at 48. My mother had cancer and my doctor at my 33 year checkup was like, if you don't get your blood pressure down, you're going to be going on blood pressure medication. It's like, that's just not really how I not number one, want to present myself, but that's not the value that I have. You know, I, I want to be around a long time to be able to make a difference. Kyle has his own, you know, health story too. Um, yeah. You know, but you, I don't, correct me if I'm wrong, neither of you had that like, I weighed a bunch of weight and then I lost a bunch of weight. Like fitness has always been your value and you've lived it. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, a lot of the women on my side, my family were heavy and I worked very hard to stay in shape because just like anybody if I ate all the fast food and didn't work out I'd be heavy I wouldn't be healthy um, feeling healthy and feeling good is more important to me and you get to where when you start eating healthy food you actually crave real food real healthy food you lose the sugar cravings I'm, I'm the biggest sweet tooth around but I find healthy ways to satisfy my sweet tooth instead of grabbing a Snickers bar Sorry, I had to stand up. It's all good. No, it's, it's because I was reliving the moment when Heather was talking about that, about like a pivotal moment for me was when I was traveling to Vegas and uh, my dad couldn't put his belt on in the airplane because he was so big and all of his friends were laughing at him. And I'm like, I never want that. For any not not me I knew that I knew that would never happen I knew that would never happen but I don't want that to, for anybody like that's horrible to be ridiculed by your best friends and 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 to have the the, the um, stewardess say um, hey are you're in the uh, exit row and uh, are you capable in case of landing emergency and he goes absolutely not and then his friends just ridiculed him. And we're talking, he was in his 50s at the time. I'm 53. And that's like scarred into my head. And it wasn't, I was pushing my dad in a wheelchair through Las Vegas airport, through the casino and the whole deal. And all I kept on thinking was, I'm good. Like this will never happen to me. But I want to teach other people that I don't want them, them to ever feel that pain. That I that I watched my dad go through. Does that make sense? Sorry to break down on you a little bit, no, but no, it's like it's the real it's, deal. It's right. brutal. Like when I when I see people that are overweight, like it breaks my heart. Like it seriously breaks my heart because I know the pain that they're in mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and they can walk with this big old clown smile on their face all they want. I know the pain that they have deep down inside it, and it and it's real. And once they can get that under control, it, it just there's there's another person just trying to come out. Well, I've you're ever, you're a living example that you don't have to use an excuse. Well, obesity runs in my family. That's all I'm destined for, right. and I just have to deal with it. No, I'm sure most families have some obesity down the line somewhere in their family Absolutely. and you can change that with your eating habits well and speaking of change you know and going off of this it's like everyone always wants the easy way around things right they're, they're not willing to put in whatever it may be whether it's the money whether it's the time um, you know and just speaking from my story in particular like 
I, I grew up playing sports and so I could eat whatever I wanted or so I thought right. until that caught up to me in right. college. Right. Right. And then I stopped playing all the sports and then it all caught up. So, you know, what would be, you think, the, the, the biggest words of advice for people starting their journey towards getting better in that sense, losing some weight, you know? Me personally, I don't think crash diets are a thing that we no, can do no. because it's not a lifestyle change. Right. Um, but you know what? It, it is hard when the easiest thing to, to, to pick up is a $5 bill and you go to Taco Bell and or you can order half the menu, you know? Three seconds. It, you know, yeah, so. but why not? Why not? I say take that five bucks, roll into a pavilion, Safeway, Whole Foods, whatever, and go right to that deli counter and go pick up a quarter pound of turkey and go pick up the vegetable that every single grocery store now has that exact same option. Has it education is, is huge. I mean, you have to educate yourself and a lot of people don't realize that there is another easy way. So I would say make one change, pick, pick your worst habit. If you drink soda, that's probably not a great, that, that's probably a great place to start. Cut out soda. Don't feel like you have to change everything at one time because it's overwhelming and too many people fail at it, at it. but if you pick, one thing this week, you know what, I'm going to cut out soda. Cut out soda. Pretty soon you're not going to crave it anymore. When you're good with that, pick something else. You know what, I'm going to swap out my snack for something healthy, like an apple instead. So I think incorporating one thing at a time makes it more manageable and you don't set yourself up for failure. Right. I found it was just, it's the, you know, it's the compounding effect of making one good choice after another. Yeah. You know, effort times time equals results. And right. like mm -hmm. being able to do that over enough a long a long enough period of time it'll it'll work you know one of the things that i've really found you know for busy people is, is all, all the websites all the new applications all, all the new stuff that's coming and disrupting is all about saving time like uber is not a transportation app it saves you time and so one of the things that my wife and i've done is we had and it was uh, we actually found it for kyle is instacart instacart's probably the best 150 dollars that i spent last year and it allows us to go to all these different grocery stores, pick what we need and pick a two hour window to have it delivered, you know, and, awesome. that, and that saves hours a week yeah. of just driving right. back right. and forth. Absolutely. And you yeah, can yeah. do, and you can do different grocery stores, right? Yep. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That one time. Pick and choose what so you, you want what each. works for you. And, and a prep day is a good idea for a lot of people that don't have time during the week. Prep. You know, have a bunch of chicken breasts, and then during the week, so much salsa chicken. on one, shred one, and make a taco out of it, and so many different things that you can do with just prep. They so just have take to an want. hour on a Sunday and just get your stuff ready for the week. They just have to want it, though. Yeah. They just have to understand that there's there's a better way, and there's a better life on the other side, because they just they just have to want it. Because so many people think that they're giving up, and what they don't realize is they're actually getting more. They're not giving up anything. They're getting quality more. Of life. They're gaining a quality of life. Like I see so many people, and I hate to bring this up, but I'm going to since I cried. I can say whatever I want now because <laughs> that probably never happened on this podcast before. That's definitely that's a, a first. Stand first. Grind first. <laughs> right. um, but there's not the last. But there's probably not an interview that I have ever done that I didn't cry. So just know that that's just my stick because something always hits me really hard during it, and that was my dad was it, but. You know, and, and it's interesting because I see so many people on Facebook and Instagram and they're on vacation and they're doing, and they all take these pictures when they're on vacations, these hot, sunny places from the shoulders up, from the shoulders up, from the shoulders up, or if they're in the water, the water is up to their chest or just their boobs are hanging out. And that's like, 
there's a lot of trickery going on and I'm like, there's a lot of pain going on right now. There's a, I see a lot of people hiding behind rocks and water and I'm like, and you know, some people will look at it and see one thing and I just see pain. But so many people won't admit their pain. They rather just mask it and hide it and clothe it and, and disguise it. And that's why we have such an epidemic right now. If you, if you're, if people, if you're not paying attention, pay attention. Mental illness is real and it's going to get worse because people are comparing themselves to these fake pictures on Instagram and Facebook constantly and they don't exist. That sexy woman that's always doing the fitness stuff and she's got like 750,000 followers. She's hurting too sometimes. She's not always that beautiful. And that guy or within the Learjet or whatever, he's going through the exact same stuff. But everybody's comparing everybody. And I'm noticing that depression is starting so much earlier in people than ever before. Like ever before. Like I heard someone and they were like 15 years old use the word, I think I'm depressed. And I'm like, at 15, how can you be depressed? How is that even possible? to be depressed at 15 years old or 14 or 13, right? But it is, and it's becoming more and more obvious to what's going on. So start I'm, addressing your problems. Don't, don't hide behind them. Just talk to somebody. I, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, my, my feeling is if you have to tell everybody that you have the greatest job or you have the greatest husband or the greatest wife or the greatest this, or the greatest, you probably don't. Like, right. Who are you trying to convince? Who right. are you? Right. percent. I remember my big, my big why was, um, I, I wanted, the pride in knowing that I could finish uh, a half marathon. Mm -hmm. It's like size, oh man, up there waist. And I wanted to be like a 30, 32. One of my friends looks at me kind of in the similar fashion and said, that's ridiculous. You'll never get there. And I said, I'll show him. Right. Signed up for a race that day. People thought I was crazy. Lost the weight, ran that race, then continued to do it. Good for you. Signed man. up for so uh, awesome. a half an Ironman and bucket list. Like I'm, I'm, have got to finish a complete Ironman. That's Probably so awesome. not in the state of Arizona because it was 100 degrees during <laughs> wow. my half Ironman, but finished the half Ironman. And it, it, you know, if I could say one thing, I know it's I'm, I'm doing the interviewing, not not you please know, do doing that, but give yourself a reason, give yourself a goal to go and do it. Because if you don't, you're going to continue down the same path. Like there's got to be something. Like I want to take a full body picture at Cabo or something like that. Like, like I you're talking about. Kilimanjaro. I, right. Yeah. I wanna, you know. Find your, find a reason to go out and be the best version of yourself. You so. want, you, you want to go to your 20 year reunion. You want to go to your 10 year reunion. You want to go to your 30 year reunion. You want to go to your 40 year reunion, whatever it may be, find that one. Make it to the 40th. Right. Like I, I'm, I'm serious. Like the, you know, we just had a celebration of life for someone who I went to high school with because he already passed away. And I'm thinking, what? He passed away like seven years ago. That's young. What is he doing? What ha what happened to that person? Right. You know, because we we never know when we're gonna go, right? We just don't know. And you, you want to set up your your future generations in in a way that you can support and be there for them. So right. Come on, we're gonna pick this thing up now. That was a little that was a little heavy. We didn't know we were gonna go down that rabbit hole, but listen, when when you're with when you're with my wife and I, you never know where you're gonna go because our heart is so big for so many things. Whether it's whether it's the people uh, their health, their finances, their mind, their body, their spirit, like whatever it is, we just 
We just have a heart to give. Like, and, and we always say, you know, you've heard the, the term, my cup floweth over. Mm -hmm. Our cup is always flowing over. So we always have enough energy and enough stuff to give. Like we always do. And you know, some people go, well, I don't have enough. Okay, well, you're, you're not focusing on the right things. We have to all. fill yourself up first. And, and the gratitude journal is a good place to start is just taking note of all the things that you have to be thankful for. I've really found that everything in life boils down to having an abundance mentality or scarcity mentality. Right. And if you focus on the people that have more than you, you'll never feel adequate. And so I don't know where I heard it, but like, if you focus on the people that have less than you, you'll have that. It'll, it's very easy you'll have to have that, that attitude of gratitude. Right. Um, so other than listening to State of the Grind, what podcast do you consume? <laughs> or do you? I do. I listen to two. Um, Ed Millett and Andy Farellis. And I switch back and forth, back and forth. Those are, those are like my... You also find different motivational ones that... He'll be on a walk and he'll find a motivational one and, and text it to me. So I'm listening hmm. to the same one while I'm cooking breakfast and he's listening to one. It'll be Denzel Washington. It'll be Les Brown. It'll be all just different motivational speakers, words of encouragement, motivation. And that's another good way to start your morning is just... Are there any that you positive. listen to? Um, mostly what mostly he said. Two? Yeah. Same stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We, it's, it's, it's like we're in... We're, we're like that boy, boy band. We're in sync constantly. <laughs> Well-oiled machine. For the kids that are listening, in sync was a play. <laughs> right. Justin Timberlake was yeah. It's 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 like one of those things when 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 you can really get in sync, whether it's your business partner or it's your spouse or it's your best friend, you really know like what makes each other tick. Mm. And when you hear stuff and like you share stuff, like you know, I just shared something today with somebody that had no idea, like about anything but i wanted to share it with this person and i just gave something away like just well the biggest biggest reason and the biggest way to get in sync is communication that's it i mean we, we talk about the good the bad and the ugly constantly yes. like i never have to wonder what he's thinking because we're always talking about it and that's and add and it comes back down to communication right and relationships right whether it's with your spouse or your best friend or your business partner work wife work wife you know another it's agent. another yeah. another agent and, and that's right? so yeah. can we talk about real estate a little bit sure that's where i think real estate's going down this horrible rabbit hole horrible rabbit hole it's horrible explain it's these agents have gotten so lackadaisical and all they do is text message and so much stuff gets so lost yep. in translation. And, you know, I get texts at 11 o'clock at night. And this is where now we're going to go back to the foundation or six o'clock in the morning. And I get a, did you get the RPA with the offer? It's six o'clock in the morning, people. How about good morning? Or how about you text me at 11 o'clock at night and you just fire something off? How about... Hey, sorry to bother you. I know it's late, but I had something on my mind I didn't want to forget. What do you think of this? Mm. People have gotten so rude, like completely rude. Cutting corners. <laughs> Come on, David, speak up, man. It's yeah, just it's, it's just rude. And, and, and let me tell you something. All you real estate agents out there, I'm, I'm calling you out to the mat. 
fix those text messages. I'm calling you out. And if you want my number, can I give out my number? Absolutely. 714-356-8112. If you have a problem with it, you come see me, meet me at the gym, meet me anywhere. I'll be more than happy to discuss this situation with you. But it's absolutely disgusting what this, what this uh, industry that I've been in for since I got my broker's license in 1996, I think it was, or 1995, and it has gone to shit because people are lack of communicating and they're not executing properly and they're trying to do homeowners and buyers and represent them with the biggest financial decision mm. of their entire life and they're doing it at a soccer game or at cheerleading or at band practice or wherever it may be via text and you're you're representing that client with the biggest financial decision that they're make, and you're just completely ham and egg in it. Like, like it's it's worse than Denny's Grand Slam. Like it is horrible what you're doing and the representation that's out there is like disgusting. And I and I'm like, I get appalled by it so much that if I showed you a text message that I just got from an agent who quote unquote has been in the industry for 22 years and puts love and gratefulness at the end of every email. And the, and, and the vomit that came from the text message was like mind-blowing how this person even has a license today. Well, and I feel like everybody loses sight of the fact that, like you said, this is much more than business. This right. is much more than dollar bills. Right. This is an emotional process right. for consumers. Right. And the people that were hurting the most at the end of the day is the consumer. Absolutely. They're getting lost in the 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 gibberish that we use the rpas the, right the, what is escrow what right. what am i doing right. i'm just signing I'll my text life you away. an rpa with, right with and just doc you sign it don't worry M about it from the mls please just route your funds to this you know it, by the way okay so here's something that you're gonna love let me find this well, and i just want to tell everybody out there just so you know just so you know 90 percent of my text messages <laughs> and emails go to my clients and I let them know exactly what I'm saying to my to beautiful to, to my other agents because I want them to know how I'm representing them. I bet you none of you do that, and I do. I BCC my clients, mm -hmm. and I'm just letting you know my secret. I BCC them almost every single email so they know how they're being represented. And when you comment back and you say something nasty, guess who gets to see it? <laughs> my client. And guess what? I'm creating a portfolio, so if anything goes wrong, I'm gonna ship all those emails and all those text messages to your client so that they can see how they were represented. Then we'll see if you ever get any business ever again. But Sorry, it's, it's but boom, because that just happened. But, if, but, if you, but it's the communication. You if you, hire if you lift the, the veil right. and you show the communication, you have nothing to hide behind. I mean, that's, you know, we do, we do the priority or the exceptional prelim. You know, here's what's wrong with the title report, just so you know. It happens once a month where somebody calls and says, this wasn't on the title report. I'm like, not only was it on the title report, here's where I forwarded it to you and we highlighted it. <laughs> it's and, one of those things that we don't send, have to do. And now do, we send but... a text message because it's like, we don't have to do it, but here's another level of service. Here's how we can add right. value. And you want to talk about like service and the wake up call our industry is about to face. There is wire fraud, in my opinion, is probably the scariest thing facing our industry right. because of how rampant it is. I mean, I don't know what the number is for 2000, 
18, but in 2017, I mean, it was almost, it was over a billion dollars that people tried to divert funds during the escrow process. And the problem is, and the reason why real estate is so, um, you know, just so poised for this problem is these people that are doing the wire fraud knows our process. They're smart. They're right. very smart. And there's no way to change the process. So what happened uh, July 25th, uh, they found a Kansas federal court upheld the jury verdict that determined a real estate licensee, a realtor, mm -hmm. was 85% responsible for their buyer's losses, which occurred when the buyer transferred the purchase money to a fake account. Wow. That's so, huge. That's a lack of communication. Wow. So if... so. Right. Not just yeah, I mean, right? Well, it right. says yeah. yeah. The licensee forwarded an email containing the fake wiring instructions to the buyer and didn't verify it with escrow. Right. So if you know, we need to be, we don't need to communicate less through the phone and text message. We need to communicate more because there's more people that are trying to dis. I don't mean disrupt like Uber's a disruptor. I mean absolutely disrupt and steal from our clients, and we have to do a better job of that. It's, and it's it goes back. It goes back to Jay O'Brien, our first podcast of what is. What really is five-star service anymore? Oh, the, read your Zillow. This agent answered their phone. This agent responded to the emails. Is that the bar that we're going to have? I no. don't. It's not the bar that Kyla. I know it's not the bar no. you have. No. Um, you know, we, we were just talking about this the other day because there's a joke with our best friends. Um, like I'll discuss with them some real estate transactions and, and something that went along, and I'll go, I never saw that on the real estate exam. How do, how do I do that? Pay for my client's airline ticket to get back because they lost their wallet and they had nobody else to call, but they, we were just talking and I said, Hey, I'll pay for your ticket to get you back. You can pay me when everything's, I go, that was never on the real estate exam. Like there's certain things that we go through on a daily basis that we're like, that was never on the exam. That was just never. You know, it was on the exam in Arizona water rates. Half of the Arizona real estate exam was about water rights. There's no water. I just in want Arizona. you to let that if anyone's in. looked at a map. <laughs> you know, and, and that's it. It's like how how can you right. be of service to the community? How can you right. be of service to your fellow man and woman? So, um, what was the last book you read? Uh oh. No, uh, that's easy. Um, the Obesity Code. Which is? Like it's uh, it's about intermittent fasting. All about how intermittent fasting can help reset just about everything in your body. So you're you're a believer. I, I gotta I gotta hear more because I've, I've heard. Code. Okay. <laughs> Jason Fong, I believe it is. If you, if you ng. Joe, last book you read. The Go Giver. And you that's, did a Facebook video on it. I just did a Facebook video on it. So okay. and 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 the cool thing about it is, I think we talked about it, right? Yep. That I uh, put it on Facebook, and I wanted to give it away to somebody, but there was two criterias. One, they had to read it in 72 hours. And then two, they had to repost the book and give it away to somebody else. Because I want to create community inside of the city that I live in. And I want to create synergy about the go-giver and what that's all about. And coincidentally, the main character's name is Joe. And coincidentally, coffee is involved. And when someone gave it to me, they were like, this book was like written about you. And when I read it, so it would be fun. I got emotional when I read it, but I wanted other people to realize this is a great book and it's super read, easy. You could read, read it. And, and what now. would be fun to see would be to track where. It yes. Well, we've already We're writing whoever wrote it. Oh yeah, it's I like the sisterhood of traveling. The sisterhood of traveling. The, 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 traveling yeah, the go giver. <laughs> so what um, best book to read for fun? Best book to read for personal development? Best book you've ever read? 
best best book I ever read was honestly Rich Dad Poor Dad changed my life. Uh, got me to think outside of why the corporate world and getting paid a W two wasn't my forte. Um, for some people it is, but that was that was one that changed my life. And then um, my most recent for fun, I read GoPro, which was all about uh, network marketing. Because I wanted to know about from the top guru, like why is network marketing the way it is and why does the average woman in network marketing, the most successful, make over $100,000 in network marketing? And I was like, that's interesting. So that was, my, that was one that was for fun. How about you, Heather? Um, my fun is a little different because it's all about health. So I really enjoyed the obesity code. Um, anything by Tim Ferriss, who did um, what was four the, big hour, one? the four hour work week, yeah, four hour body, four hour body, four hour chef. Um, what was doing the Titan the, um, Tools, Tools of Titans. Titans. Yeah, I'm going through that now. I bought. You know, it's funny. If you let me just give you a hint. I bought Tools of Titans, and then he and I bought it in my for my e-reader, and I read two pages of it. I'm like, this is not going to work. So. If you buy Tools of Titans, you need to get the old school hard copy uh -huh. because you're going to dog ear it. You're going to make notes. A highlight on my and highlight, Yeah, and you need, <laughs> yeah. my thing was is I just I couldn't flip. Yeah, like I, I, same. You want to go back and reread. And I'll give and I'll give props to GV for jab jab. Jab. Have you read Crushing It? Uh, read Crushing It. So listen to Crushing It. Yeah, audio. listen to Crushing It. I, well, that's I, like I, hot off the press, right? The well, the audio? I, well, I like I like audio better than anything because I really it absorb saves it. time. You can do other things. And I like to read I just, because I, I can focus on the words. In the car, you're driving. I just love listen. it. Yeah. yeah, that's mine too. Is that yours? I have yeah. to. I have to. Yeah. Awesome. And I like to. I like to feed my brain with something constantly. So constantly. we can. We can. Uh, any last comments? Questions? Grab a mitt. Get in the game. Do more for others and less for yourself. This is like the best timing ever. We got yeah. we got the vacuum going as we're as we're wrapping this up. That's right. They're like they're cleaning out. They're cleaning out. Just figure out how you figure figure out your purpose and how you can serve others because it serves you well. Also because you get such gratitude from it and just practicing gratitude. And and I'll I'll leave you with this end quote unless Heather wants to capitalize on this as the quote of my dad. He said. Son, you'll never take a Brinks truck to the cemetery ever at a funeral. So give it away. Awesome. You can find Heather and Joe Giuliani at plbcoffee.com, um, Arbor Real Estate, and joegiuliani.com. Joegiuliani.com. Anything. Or the cell phone that he gave us. Or the cell phone number. <laughs> because I have a feeling that he's going to be getting some calls about everything that oh, we talked about today. Awesome. Thank you for listening to State of the Grind, and we'll catch you next time. See ya. Thank you for listening. To stay in the grind with us, please subscribe. Keep grinding.